Do we have any guests? Guests, 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 Aaron and? Oh, hi, Aaron and Michelle. Have you been here before? No way. Eh? Hi. For those who can't see them, uh, they're seated in the last row before the sound. Yeah. So they'll do, just stand up for a second and then sit down. We like embarrassing first comers. Oh, shucks, this is that Aaron and Michelle. Okay, this is Aaron and Michelle, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder, I was trying to figure out why you know their names. <laughs> Welcome, guys. Yeah. Um, so tonight's the second night of this thingy, and uh, uh, the topic is Perizim. Perizim, we said from Genesis 38, verse 26 to 28. Um, Tamar was having twins. And she's about to give birth, and one child comes out, and so, because they knew it was t twins, they tie a scarlet thread on the hand that comes out first, and then suddenly the hand withdraws, and the second child breaks forth. And so they name him Perez because it is a breaking out. And so yesterday we talked about Perez bouncing back, because you can't break out till you bounce back. Today we talk about breaking out. Tomorrow we'll talk about breaking in, as in... What does it take for a church to break out? And tomorrow we'll talk about, now that we know, where does Acts 29 break into? What are the things that are given to us to break into? So that's what we'll do. I don't think there are any announcements other than the fact that tomorrow we might know where we are moving to. And uh, there's an offering box at the uh, end of the church. We don't take up an offering. We make offerings. So feel free to make offerings. And... Uh, what else? Chad will be here tomorrow and then he'll leave late tomorrow night to Toronto. And uh, so come ready with an offering tomorrow, eh? Just to bless him. Yeah. And uh, what else? Let me reintroduce him again. Um, Anne texted me last night saying, um, praying for Chad as he stays with you. So Anne is on two months probations <laughs> so when she comes back. Uh, there have been uh, words of praise for Chad's teaching last night. Do not text them to me. I do not appreciate them. <laughs> Tooney texted me saying, oh, it was such a fantastic time. I thought fantastic was a little <laughs> over the top. Yeah, but um, Yaya was the worst. Yaya comes up to me and says, I believe you're retiring. I said, why? Because uh, you weren't preaching yesterday. <laughs> so I'm glad this conference is only three days long and he's leaving tomorrow. I will make sure he heads out. I'll drive him to the airport. So, <laughs> Oh, I'll, yeah. I'm making sure that he actually goes to Toronto, so I'm flying with him to Toronto. Yeah. So uh, welcome, Chad. Um, for those who don't know who he is, uh, ask your neighbor. If they don't know, it's no big deal. So, <laughs> hey, let me give you this one. You're gonna try that out. Hey, can you give him a new tape?
Testing. Check. Thank you. Yes, hope you are doing well today. Did you have a good um, day yesterday? I mean, this morning. Was it a holiday for most of you? Great. Let's go. And Jacob actually started this evening with the statement that is he here? Yes, he is. And does he love to make all things new? Yes, he is. And then uh, Tuni goes on to sing the song about, hey, is he someone who's going to make all things new? This is what he loves to do every day of his life. He wants to do something new. And that's Paris for us. I want you to know that he wants to do something new in this house. It doesn't matter what he has done already. It doesn't matter how you have felt and what you have felt thus far. This is a moment where there is going to be a Paris. There's going to be a breaking out. There is something new that is happening. Amen. And so he is a God at the end of the ages and Revelation and chapter 21 declares that he would declare at the end of the ages, I make all things new. And this is not something that he declares only at the end of the ages, that he has declared in the past. Then Isaiah chapter 43, he says, can't you perceive it? Open your eyes, guys. Open your eyes and open the eyes of your heart. Open the eyes of your spirit to see something new that is breaking forth. Can't you perceive it? Can't you see it? I am making a reverse in the wilderness. That means where there is absolutely no possibility of something new happening or some refreshment taking place, that is where I'm going to actually break through for you because Paris is a place of breakthroughs. Paris is a place of breaking out where there is absolutely dryness, where there's absolutely nothing. He would create something new. And so this evening, I want you to capture that. He wants to give you a new name. And so there's a list of things that I've recorded down for you, okay? And it's uh, maybe fourth or fifth uh, slide. You have a new covenant, okay? When there was an old covenant, he went ahead and made a new covenant. And when there's an Old Testament or an old commandment, he said, hey, I want to make a new commandment. Okay, and there's a new standing in Christ and he wants to give you a new name and a new heavens and a new earth and then a new eternal home. And he says every day is going to be new. Okay, that's what the next slide talks about in Ecclesiastes where the scriptures are talking about his mercies are new every morning. Can we go to the next slide? Is that okay? The next slide and you see the scriptural passage, okay, from Lamentations and chapter 3, verse 22 and 23. It's not Ecclesiastes. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are what? New every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Therefore, there's steadfast love. There's steadfast mercies. There's hope, joy, and faithfulness. They are new every morning. Tomorrow morning, you get up something new. He does. 
He is not a stale God. He does not put anything into the refrigerator and reheats it and serves you. No, He does everything fresh. He does everything new. Love, if you experience something as love today, that same love is not what is served for you tomorrow. That's something new tomorrow morning. That's who your God is. And then why can't we believe in a Paris? Or why can't we believe in a breakthrough? Why can't we believe in a breakout, Acts 29? Because there is something new that is breaking forth. Can't you open your eyes and see? That's the only thing that God is asking us. Don't keep your eyes closed. Don't shut down. Don't live in the past. Don't dwell in the oh, last night's blessings. Something new is happening even today. Receive. And therefore, when he makes all things new, there are certain things that you got to break out of. And how does this new beginnings happen? The first thing that you and I need to understand. Last night we talked about deep remorse too. So I'm not going to dwell about deep remorse again because deep remorse actually brings forth something new because you're reflecting on something of the past and you are actually sitting down and analyzing the reality of the present and something breaks forth into the future. Yes, but this evening I want you to know that a divine desperation actually births forth something new. A divine desperation. You're saying this is enough. This, and it's, I, I would love to, I know that there is divine desperation, but I love to call it a divine frustration. Divine desperation is a divine frustration. A frustration that's not negative, but yet it's a frustration. That you come to a place in life that says enough is enough. This sin, enough is enough. This anger of my life, enough is enough. This routine, traditional going to church, enough is enough. This kind of plaguing of depression, enough is enough. Oh, the kind of things that I'm going through in my marriage, enough is enough. That doesn't mean that you quit that marriage. But you say something new break forth in this marriage. And so there is a divine frustration. There's a divine desperation. And there was a Jacob in the scriptures that said, enough is enough because I have been called a deceiver and that's enough of my life. I've deceived my father true. I've deceived my brother true. I've deceived my mother true. I've deceived my father-in-law true. I've deceived and I have been deceived in my life. He says seven years. He was wanting a particular daughter of Laban and then he was given another and then he works for seven more years and then all through the days of his life he has been a deceiver and he has been deceived that he comes to a point in life and he says in the river banks of Jap Oak, I am going to settle this forever. And he holds on to God and he wrestles with God and says, it is enough of this life. And he says, I am frustrated with this double life that I've been living and deceptive life that I've been living. And enough of the deception that I've gone through in my life that I want to perish. I want to break out. I want to break out of my old nature. Give me a new name. And then God says, you are no longer called the deceiver. You're going to be called the prince with God. 
a person who can come into the kingly courts of God and he would have freedom that he would go and sit you know how a little small little child can actually freely roam because there is absolutely no problem for a in a formalized meeting a child will run a child will go onto the stage a child can actually sit on on Sheldon's lap while he is playing because that child is a prince that child is a princess that child has freedom. And that was what Jacob was asking. It's enough is enough. And God said, your name is no longer deception. Your name is no longer a deceiver. You are a prince. A new name was given. Jabez, one day morning, he got up. He was so frustrated with the pain of his life and we do not know whether it's emotional, whether it's generational or it's physical pain. But one day Jabez said, enough is enough of my pain. Because he was divinely frustrated about the situation of his life. And he came and said, enough is enough of the pain that I'm going through. Oh God, take this pain away from me. Take this pain away from me. And God answered that prayer. And that's what we're going to say this night. Enough is enough of the old. Something new break out in my life. Are you ready? Are you ready? Would you lift up your hands and begin to pray? And say, God, I do not know what you're frustrated about. I do not know what you are so very, very, very frustrated. I know this is a good word, divine desperation, but I love the word divine frustration because you're frustrated with the old, frustrated with the things that are not being. Some of you ask for financial breakthroughs because this loaned life, the credit life that you have been living in is frustrating. Oh, there are some people who need to ask, yes, I have enough money, God, but there is not enough money to support missions, support of fathers, not just a support mission. I just need to just throw away money. Lord, I pray that some people need to come to a place where they just splash money, not on themselves, but splash money for the kingdom. And I pray that you will raise them up of Father. This bondage of finances over certain people's life in this house must be broken. And this evening, if you are a person who's having certain things in your life that where you have not had a financial breakthrough for a certain times, you used to have, but you're not now having financial breakthroughs and you feel like, God, I want to splash for the kingdom. I want to splash on people. I want to splash on, on certain things, oh, Father, that will actually enable and enable certain things in my life. If you are such a person who is going through and you're saying, I need, I'm quite frustrated about the finances of my life, I want you to stand up this evening because I want to pray with you and pray along with Jacob, pray along with the church that there will be a breakthrough and if you are financially struggling in certain aspects, I want you to stand up to your feet and lift up your hands and say, God, I'm frustrated. I'm divinely frustrated and I want, oh Father, a breakthrough. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Father in heaven. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Ah. Give them. Father, I just thank you as you, the first thing you do before you do anything else is release wisdom upon these people. Yes. 
Strange, that's the first thing you're doing. You're not releasing money, you're not releasing freedom, you're releasing wisdom. So in the name of Jesus Christ, I thank you, Spirit of God, that you are here. And the wisdom will take different forms. For some, it'll take the form of changing the way they have thought about money. For some, it'll take the form of changing the way they function. For some, it'll take the form of knowing what to build, who to approach. For different people, different ways. So in the name of Jesus Christ, right now, I thank you, Spirit of God, as we agree with you and release wisdom in this room upon the lives, minds, hands, heads of people here in the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus. The second thing, Father, you're saying is uh, you're asking them to just uh, lift up their palms to you. And you want to declare upon them a promise from Deuteronomy 28, which says, I will bless the work of your hands. Oh, thank I you. will bless the work of your hands. Thank you, Jesus. Father, blessed are these that stood up. Thank you, Jesus. Some dentaba. Blessed are these that stood up. Yes. And you're saying, I will bless the work of your hands. Yes. I will bless the work of your hands. Thank you, Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, on this day, the 3rd of July, you're saying to them, I will give you a surplus. I will give you a surplus so that you will lend. I will give you a surplus so that you will lend. Father, the third thing you're saying to them right now is that I will send rains upon your crops in due season. I will send rain upon your crops in due season. For some, that may mean a brand new job opening up in a week. For some, it may mean a sudden increase in salary. For some, it may mean a new shift in the way they function. For some, it may mean new clients. For some, it may mean money just growing even as it sits because you have the ability to make the acts float to the top of the river. Yes. So I thank you, Father, because you're sending rains upon their crop in due season. Supernatural. Go ahead, Chad. Supernatural. Supernatural. I pray, Father. I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Lord, supernatural forms of Father. There are natural forms of Father that we expect, Lord God, money to flow. But I pray that we also open our lives, of Father, to the supernatural ways in which, of Father, when there is nothing possible, you will, of Father, open up, of Father, and provide for us from heaven, and we receive, of Father. Yeah. Lift up your hands and say, Father, perish. Let there be a break through a new season of father a new season of father with regards to our finances lord jesus thank you jesus thank you jesus you may be seated and there is what is god is asking is that there will be a freshness in the relationships freshness in marriages freshness in relationships freshness in marriages and i pray of father that everything that is stale and stinking in marriages i command in the name of jesus and i chuck it out and I throw it out and I pull it out and I father uproot certain things of father of bitterness I uproot certain things of father that are not of you seeds of father that were unnecessarily sown inside marriages of father I pray in the name of Jesus uh, every frustration in marriages I command in the name of Jesus yeah. we ask for freshness we ask for freshness. We ask for Perez, a breakout, a breakthrough, a breakout, a breakthrough. That's, oh Father, thank you. It would be the same wife, but it would be new. Lord God, it would be the same husband, but it would be new. 
Oh Lord, I thank you. Father, Lord Jesus, something happened in the early days of marriage. And I pray, Lord God, that the early days of marriage of Father somehow become stale. And, oh Father, it becomes so usual. Oh Father, love has gone so cold, Lord Jesus. Lord, some marriages are so just holding on, barely holding on. Change. On the outside, it's great. But on the inside, you know, you're just barely holding on. And God says, Perez in marriages. Thank you, Perez in marriages. Thank you, Father. Something new will begin to happen. Oh, Father, new love. New love. Hey, guys. One of the things uh, that God will make more evident today, tomorrow, but he wants you to know today, is that um, one of the things he out. wants to break out with is uh, the supernatural. Mm. And so kind of begin to open your hearts to that word because it is the only thing he is. There is nothing natural about him. It is very hard for our minds and our hearts to even wrap around the word supernatural. But it is the only thing he is. Tomorrow we'll hear more about it. I don't know how, but we will hear more about it. But I want you to today prepare for tomorrow by understanding that everything that happens from this moment on till we end tomorrow will contain the word supernatural. As in, I will do it, says mm. God. I will do it. And so do not see him as anything less because to reduce him from the supernatural is to see a natural God that your mind can handle. And he is not that. He refuses to be that. He is refusing to be that. Mm. He says, you cannot tell me who I want to be with you because I bought you. And one of the things he wants to present himself as between now and tomorrow evening is I am supernatural. And if you are able to see me that way, I can do what I want to with you. Just be aware of that from this moment on. Therefore, a divine desperation, a divine frustration is what will break forth into new. There's new breakout. There's new Paris. Secondly, we got a breakout of religion if you have to actually experience something new. The challenge in our minds, what I love about today's evening is that we gather together, but we have not gathered together for religion. We don't have a ritual. The ritual would have been if we had a set of songs that we already knew. I'm not saying that we shouldn't have a set of songs that we already practice and come. I'm not saying it shouldn't happen that way. But one of the things that is so okay is that suddenly somebody can actually come and sing. Religion is that we have come to a particular format of worship, that we are, the moment we actually deviate away from it, it really does not fit our mind, or we feel like something is not okay, or we feel like something... You understand what religion is because we are so used to this religion of an opening prayer 
then a set of songs, then an announcement, then sermon, offering, closing prayer. It's the religion that we follow. It has been followed for 18,800 years. It's a religion that has been followed for over 1,800 years. Sitting in a pew, listening, nobody speaking. Worship that is driven from stage. Music is what drives, songs is what drives worship. The true authentic worship of us worshiping together with each one bringing a song, each one bringing a word, each one actually interacting with one another. Oh, there can be sometimes times and specific times of teaching, but hey, we have set ourselves into a religious format, a ritual, and the Spirit of God says if you actually get set in that ritual, sometimes we think that we break ritual because we don't meet together in a church building, but we meet together in a house. But the problem is that we can actually go into a house and still have religion. And Paris is actually breaking out of that religion. Breaking out of that religion. And this is about a dynamic relationship. It's a relationship that we have with Christ as an individual and as a community together. And this religion cannot really help us grasp the length, the breadth, the height, the depth of the love of Christ. It's only together with the saints of God that we can even process this individualized, individualistic religion must be broken out into becoming a community that processes the length, the breadth, the height, the depth of the love of Christ. And it can only be experienced when we are a community together that has broken the religious formats. And enjoying the freedom. Someone can come actually and sing. And they may not know how to sing. But they would be able to lead us in worship. The day true worship would emerge. Is when a person who does not know how to sing. Leads worship. Because it's not songs. Worship is not songs. Worship is not music. Worship is us. Laying ourselves down as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, because I have actually come to a place of divine desperation and frustration when I've tried everything that is mine and it does not work, that I yield myself fully to the perfect, sovereign, absolute will of God where I have nothing of my selfish ambition, where I have nothing about me, where it's nothing about what I want to do and what I want to accomplish. It's nothing about whether I am known or not. It comes to a place of it doesn't matter if Tuni calls me fantastic. It does, it does. Yeah. Are you getting it? It's not a religion. It's relationships. It's family. Church is a family. The only way to process church is family. It is a family. My church is not somewhere I come and go. 
But church is not some format that I attend, a service that I receive, but it's a family that I am part of. And therefore, church is not when church is gathered. Church is when church is scattered. Church is not when church is gathered. Oh, church is when church is scattered. Yeah, original source. Some of, yeah, you can take it and tweet it, Jacob, as yours. Because nobody cares whose statement it is. Amen. That's that's. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. Church is a family, so somebody will say, hey, we are gathering somewhere else. Maybe the leader does not say. Family. Church is a family. Where orphanhood ceases, that's the most important thing. When does religion completely break out into the newness of what he wants as a church is when orphanhood completely is eliminated. How do I check whether religion is out? I, the way to test it, okay, if you, if you, okay, you had test kits for COVID, you have test kits for pregnancy, okay, and now here is a test kit for whether Paris has happened in your life with regards to have you really come out of religion is to check whether you, came, you have come out of orphanhood. That's the only way you can check. Whether you have broken out of religion. Because religion breeds orphans. Religion is an orphanage. Church as a religion in this last 18 centuries has been an orphanage. But church, that's of what Christ desires and Christ is birthing. Because I want to declare to you that there are many churches that are formed and led and built by humans. And then there is a church that is built by Christ. The church that is built by Christ is a family. The church that is breathed upon by religion is an orphanage. Yes, we are all adopted. Whether you like it or not, we are all adopted. But whether you turned out to be a son or just an orphan who is adopted, there are sometimes, you, have you heard the stories of those who have been adopted, those who are adopted still go through orphanhood all through the days of their life. That the scriptures talk about we too have been adopted. But now after your adoption, you have turned yourself into a son or not is the measure. And let's go to a set of, of, of things that helps us to understand. Um, it's a tabular column that I have. Yeah, you can go to the second. Yeah. You feel abandoned, you feel loneliness, you continue to feel worthlessness, you have insecurities, you have fear, 
you have rejection, you have hopelessness, sadness, and you are very hypersensitive, and you have a spirit of poverty. And all of these are spirits that are associated with orphanhood. You feel abandoned, you feel lonely, you feel worthless, you are insecure, you're constantly in fear. You feel rejected, you feel hopeless, you are always sad, you're hypersensitive and you are going through poverty. I lack, I lack, I lack. These are ways by which you know that you have not actually broken out of religion and you're still in an orphanage and have not being adopted into the family of God and maturing into becoming a son and a daughter. Sometimes the kind of attention that the fathers of the house gives in the initial times may not be the attention that is given to you now because the father would withdraw that attention because he wants sons and daughters to grow. Little babies need attention. When they cry, we need to give milk. But grown-up ones can't run around in diapers. They need to know where the toilet is and they need to know how they need to, they need to, need to be potty trained. They need to know when to dump and when to feed. And in the house, there are many, many grown-up men and women that we have to tie diapers on and we got to continue to give feeds with a feeding bottle and some of them are not even moving on to a feeding bottle because they are clinging on to fathers and mothers religion continues to breed orphanhood Church breeds sons and daughters. Yes, initially there needs to be given an attention. But that attention seeking, if it continues after a period of time, you are still stuck somewhere here. The only way to get out of it is to mature is to grow. So from milk, you got to move into solid food. And solid food, so if you go down to Hebrews and chapter 5, verses 11 to 14, okay? Hebrews chapter 5, verses 11 to 14. Is there a way to project that passage alone? Hebrews 5, 11 to 14. I, I would love, it's, it's not here, it's not here. And can you, is there a way? Mm, or I can read it out, okay? Hebrews chapter 5, verse 11 to 14. And let's read it in NIV first, and then let's, let's go to message, maybe. I've not read through in message. Maybe it's interesting. Let's read um, in message first, and then come to NIV. Yeah. I have a lot more to say about this, but it is hard to get it across to you. Mm-hmm. Okay, bad habit of not listening. Mm-hmm. By this time you ought to be teachers yourself. Mm-hmm. Yet here I find you need yet here I find you need someone to 
sit down with you and go over the basics okay. on God again. Starting from square one. Mm. Baby's milk. When you should have been on solid food long ago. Milk is for beginners. Milk is for beginners. Inexperience in God's ways. Solid food is for the mature. Solid food is for the mature. Who have some practice in telling right from wrong. Okay, who have some practice in telling right from wrong. So that's that's I have a lot more to say about this, but it's hard to get it across to you since you've picked up this bad habit of not listening. By this time you ought to be teachers yourself, yet here I find you need someone to sit down with you and go over the basics on God again and again and again. Starting from square one, guys, basic milk when you should have been on solid food long ago. Milk is for beginners, inexperience, it's God's ways. And, and what is this milk of constant attention, constant help, constant words of encouragement, constant words of teaching and sitting down. But that's for the initial step and and Jacob would have provided that for you initially. But if you expect that down the line, after two years, after three years, after several t years of teaching, common teaching is not like sitting and teaching you, common teaching you for a period of time. If you still are expecting Jacob to be, you have not actually, uh, what do this, weaned off. You have not actually weaned off mother's milk and you are still in diapers running around with feeding bottles you gotta actually shift out quick because now you need to move so so how do you come out of orphanhood it's it's to truly believe because what is this belief what is this belief this belief is that your father has actually adopted you out of the world and has now made you son, has made you daughter. It's first and foremost embracing what God has done for you. It is a very, very, uh, leaving orphanhood is the basic elementary teaching. And if someone is not moving out of orphanhood, is that we have not even come out of the basic understanding. Now that we are out of the world, we don't belong to the father of lies. We have come to the father of truth. And what is the truth? I am his son. Finish. This is basic, guys. Yeah. You got to shift from the father of lies. And his family is called the world. And you've got to come to the father of truth. And that family is called the church. You getting it? I have a statement. Let's go to the... Let's not go NIV. It's good. Let's go to the slide. And there's a statement uh, before this. Just before this. Yeah. The orphan mentality is one of... Constant striving. It'll always talk about what's happening with Derek and what's happening with Tuni uh, and what's happening with Jane. It's constant struggle because you're constantly comparing and striving. You're not able to satisfy yourself with what God is to you. 
The orphan mentality is one of striving and loneliness, always left with the feeling that there is no one for me and the constant pressure that makes one feel, I have to make this happen. I have to make this happen. And that's the reason why we try to throw tantrums. Now and then, even to the point of threatening the leaders. It happens uh, so often. Because you are under that constant pressure to make it happen. And the more you throw tantrums, and the only way of parents actually handle tantrums is that we don't succumb to tantrums. Sometimes when the kids are throwing tantrums, it's good to leave them. They come to a place where the tantrum is not working and they get up and walk. And you need to understand, the more you throw tantrums, the more the leader withdraws from you. Why? He wants to handle that. Your leader is a parent. He is actually employing parental skills because this is a family. And the more you throw tantrums, the more the leader withdraws from you. And therefore, if you really need to come out of orphanhood, you got to stop throwing tantrums and start embracing the father of truth. And the truth is, you are a son no matter what. You may not be great, but you are a son. That's, that's the truth. You may not be great, but you are a son. Fantastic. Jacob, but you are still a son. Tuni, I don't know. I have to live in that house tonight. <laughs> Why do you do that? He's fantastic. He's more than fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Are you getting out? Are you getting out of... Are you having a Paris? Are you breaking out? Yes, I, I think what I'm teaching is not something new for Acts 29. This has been the teaching. This is one of the primary core things that the church has processed. This is one of the things that you have lingered for a long period of time. It's time to embrace and start living it out. The Paris is living out, no matter what, I'm a son. Period. Nothing else. Nothing more, nothing less. I am a son. Done. If you are able to come there, then you would actually move to become a matured son. But if you don't really realize that you are a son, you don't become a matured son. You getting it? Third, this happens because you are having the ability to Forgive and forget. Sometimes forgetting is not a matter of you don't remember. Forgetting is there are certain things that have happened in your life. You remember, but it does not hurt you because the poison of that hurt is gone. Forgetting is not a matter of forgetting. Not remembering. Forgetting is a matter of it doesn't hurt you any longer because the poison of that hurt is gone from your life. 
We're forgetting what is behind, forgetting the past, and pressing on towards the future. Philippians chapter 3, verse 12 and 13. Not that I have already obtained all of this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me, brothers and sisters. I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. Because what is meant for evil, God has the ability and He turns it around for good. So I want you to come to a place like Joseph where you will be able to embrace your brothers and say, it doesn't matter what you did. You intended it for evil. But look at me. I am here in Egypt. And God has put me right here. Not as a statement of pride, but as a statement of forgiveness. And therefore you are not carrying one another. That's the greatest challenge within the church. The challenge within the church is that you are called to carry the burdens of those people who are not of the church. But you are actually carrying the burden of one another because you are not able to forgive one another. Paris happens because. How will I be able? Can I carry Eric everywhere I go? Because if I don't forgive him, I have nothing to forgive you, but this is, this is just an illustration for Eric. But would you please stand up and Come with me. And don't mind me uh, being a little closer to you. <laughs> and if I have to actually carry him every way. Because that's what I'm doing in the church. Because I'm actually carrying people around. And saying, you know what Eric has done? And this guy is really heavy. <laughs> because you, you are not able to offload people. And that's what's happening in this body. There's no freedom. We're called to carry the burdens of many. But we are carrying the burdens of our own hurts with people. And we carry them around. And we are just dragging our feet. There's no Paris. There's no breakouts. There are no breakthroughs. Because we are just dragging our feet and not moving anywhere because I'm hurt with Tuni, I'm hurt with Sheldon, I'm hurt with Sue, I'm hurt with Jane, I'm hurt, I'm hurt, I'm hurt. I think it needs to stop. Yeah, what else? What, what else did you expect while growing up in your family? What, were you not hurt with your own siblings? You were. Why do you expect the church to be different? The problem is we are expecting the church to be... No. The church was a little better before you joined it. That's all. It was a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. This is Jesus. Sorry, sorry, Jacob, I couldn't. I missed the chance to. <laughs> His bed was large, I saw. It was big. Yeah. 
Keto bed. This. Yeah, very narrow. You turn around, you turn around. But 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 it's but it's like a it's better than a first class in the in the aircraft. So. Forgiveness and forgetting what is behind and pressing on towards a glorious future is Paris. Fourthly, you know what will bring forth Paris? Paris happens when we yield. When you're waiting and yielding to the Spirit. It does not happen because you're constantly fighting with the Spirit. At one point of time, Jacob had to yield. Unless you bless me. You got to yield. Where you got to come to a point of being still. We were talking to a particular leader and we were saying, yes. Yes. Yield, yield. Y-I-E-L-D. Yield, yes. Y-I-E-L-D. Yield. Okay. Now I need to round out the last letters of every word. Yield. Yeah. Yield. Yield. Okay. That's good. Yeah. That's, that's Indian English. Yield. This is Canadian. Yield. It's better. It's better. It really represents the word better. Yield. Completely. Yeah. You completely give yourself fully up. We were talking to a particular leader uh, very recently and, and we were, Jacob was saying, you have, and it's the spirit, you have a very good way of, after coming up and laying yourself at the altar, you have a very good way of somehow moving out of the altar of sacrifice and you slip out. That we don't know whether we need to pin you on the altar. No human being can actually pin somebody else. That would be. And so, so that person was asking, Jacob, then do that. And Jacob was saying, if we do that, then we are not fathers and we are not... That would be abusive. That would be authoritarian. That would be uh, ways by which we are actually controlling you. That's witchcraft. No. Yielding cannot happen from another over your life. Yielding is something that you have to lay yourself. Because if you don't yield, you don't. That's, that's Romans chapter 12. The next, next verse. Romans chapter 12 was oh, Isaiah 40. I didn't put Romans chapter 12. But, but if you go to Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, it's about actually laying yourself as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is a reasonable service or worship. And then he says, that's the only way by which the good, the perfect, the please, good, pleasing, perfect will 
of the Father over your life. That means as, as, as long as you don't yield, you have and you want your will. But only if you yield, you will have good, pleasing, perfect will of God. Good, pleasing, perfect. And I want you to know that that good, pleasing, perfect is the best. And if there be an, I, I want to, I want to bring this new, new English word because we are actually in Paris, and therefore that's the best test. It can't be better than anything that you can desire. Yielding is the best for your life. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength and they shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Teach us to wait. Teach us to yield. Teach us to just stay still. Teach us, oh Father, when things don't go the way we want it to go. Lord, help us to stay. Help us to stay. Help us to be completely burned. Help us to be consistent completely consumed of you. Lord, send the fire and consume me completely. I don't want anything of me left behind. Hey, one of the things with yielding is if, if, if you want bang for your buck, you cannot yield. As in, if you think that, um, but if I yield, what will happen to what I have already done? If I yield, what will happen to the um, $20 that I have left that I need to spend? If I yield, what will happen to the ticket I already bought? We have this hesitance to yield because we think that if I yield now, I'm going to waste that which I have. Waste my education, waste my job, waste that extra ticket, waste that money, waste that holiday. Those things begin to then prevent us from yielding. It's almost the sense that God is saying, let it go, let it go, let that money go, let that ticket go, let that job go, let the work go, but we won't. God may have given it to us. If he's given it to us, he has a right to take it away anytime and ask you to do something else, but we won't. Because we want bang for our buck, for every dollar we want to extract that last bit of marrow, it is impossible to yield. Just keep that in mind. I don't know why suddenly I have to get up and say that, but it's something prevalent in our midst. But if I have something in my hand and God is asking me to do something else, but I have to do this first. If I don't do this first, this will be wasted. Wasted. He gave it to you in the beginning. But I've, I've done two months of my course. There's only 20 days left. I, I, why can't I just finish it 20 days? Who cares? If he tells you to give up 20 days, give it. But I bought this ticket and it's for seven days and you're telling me to come back in three days. Yeah, so you lost four days. Big deal. For us in this church, for some strange reason, and, I, and this is not because I have any observable dat data, I'm saying to you that we need to yield by giving up our desire to extract marrow out of the bone till there's nothing left to suck. 
and some of you are thinking that is bad stewardship. Nope. It is what God asked you to do. Just do it. Because he was the one who gave you the thing to steward anyways. So if he wants to waste it, that's fine. Can you uh, make me a vessel? Make it whatever. I think I want to stop right here. and I want to do... Um, Jacobi, my fifth point is basically the start for the next tomorrow, maybe. So, we'll just. Difference, the difference. The difference between an Old Testament sacrifice and a New Testament sacrifice was that the Old Testament sacrifice always needed to be tied down. The only one in the Old Testament that didn't need to be tied down was Isaac. And he was a type of Jesus. Otherwise, they would get up and run. In the New Testament, yielding requires that even if I'm given no incentive, no purpose, no reward, nothing as a bonus, even if nobody knows me, even if I'll die on that altar and you won't even hear of it, I still stay on the altar. Very different. So basically we're going to yield. And uh, we have done many, many times burials, but today we want you to, maybe in between the in between the two pews, but but floor is the only place for you guys this this night. Is that okay? Um, this this is not enough. Is that okay? This is not enough to represent what we want to do this night. Um, floor, either the position of proscunio, which is like total prostrating oneself down. Or to yield and lay yourself. You know, even prostrating, you can just move this way. But yielding and staying still and letting God, let go, let God, is what is going to birth Paris. Let go and let God is the only way you will birth Paris inside this church. I remember, I remember talking about this. Where on one hand you say, I will not let you go. On the other hand you say, let me go. Like, let my people go. It's, it's these two, coins of, two sides of the same coin. I will not let you go, oh God. On the other hand you're saying, I let go of everything. I will not let you go. I let go of everything. And this idea of what he means by the floor is in places we've gone to, we've literally created kind of a situation where you lay yourself down in a grave and say, I'm dead. I start afresh again. But you have to name what you're dead to. Yeah. What are you dying to? 
what are you dying to? That's important, eh? Yeah. Eel, no? Complete. Complete. Keyboards, please. In the crushing, in the pressing, you are making new In the soil, now surrender, you are breaking. In the pressing, you are making new one. I surrender, you are breaking new ground. And I give, and I give my joy to you, you careful hand. When I trust you, I don't need to understand once again so I yield so I yield to you to your careful hand when I trust you I don't need to understand make me make me your vessel make me make me whatever want me to be okay here with nothing but all you have given me make me wine break out from me make a new wine this old wine is stale it doesn't matter how good that old wine old wine tastes of father make a new wine I came here with nothing but Jesus. 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 So I yield, so I yield to you, to you. You're a careful hand. So I trust to understand so I yield so I yield to you to your careful hands once again I yield Father I yield and I yield to you to your careful hands I trust need to understand
Desperate for you. You alone, Supernatural God, you alone can turn water into new wine. Supernatural God, 
change us. She said to the servants, do as he says. And they brought him six pitchers of water. He changed water into new wine. Supernatural God. Jesus. Supernatural God. Supernatural God who changes. Supernatural God who takes and changes. Supernatural God who consumes sacrifice. Supernatural God. All the earth. My heart will cry. Great are you, Lord. All the earth will shout your praise. My heart will, my bones will sing. Great are you, Lord. Shout your praise. My heart will cry. My bones will sing. Great are you, Lord. All the earth. All the earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry. These bones will sing.
it's on my heart that I'm your son. I pray that every feeling of being an orphan would be gone because it's you who lives in and through me. It's only you. Because I don't exist, God. I am not. You are. Yes, I am an orphan. You are not. You are a son, so I am a son. Sometimes we have only processed you after understanding everything. But that's our, our rational. I pray that we will come to a place where trusting you that I don't need to understand everything. So make me a vessel. Make me Make me whatever. Father, you want me to be something that I really don't want to be? Make it. Because yeah. 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 There's, there's, not, there's nothing more pleasurable than being a pleasure to you. To carry your new fire today, I lay down my old ways to carry your new fire today. Yes, lay down my old ways to carry your new. Can we sing that full song now? Can we pull that song? What song is this? Same one. It's the chorus of um, Make Me an Offering. Oh, really? Yeah. Where there is new life, there is new power, there is new freedom, and the kingdom is here. I lay down my old flames to carry a new fire. Today. Where there is new life, where there is new wine, there, there is, is new power, power. There, there is, is new freedom. freedom, the kingdom is here. I lay down my old flame to carry a new 
fire today. Guys, can you pull up? Here I am, down on my knees again, again surrendering surrendering all find me here Lord as you draw me near desperate for you desperate for you supernatural God eh? he's going to respond and he responds with fire supernatural God he will respond. Down on my he will respond with fire. Again, surrendering all. Supernatural God. Surrendering all. Respond with fire. Find me here, Lord, as you draw me. Oh, desperate. Desperate for you. Desperate for you, Lord. Desperate for you, I surrender. I surrender. I want to know you more. I want to know you more. I surrender. Next verse.
how I hunger and thirst. I hunger and thirst. Drench my soul as mercy and grace unfold. I hunger and thirst. I hunger and thirst. With upstretched. Wide. With arms stretched wide, I know you hear I cry, speak to us now, speak to us now. With arms stretched wide, with arms stretched wide, I know you hear I cry. Me now, speak to me now. I surrender, Lord. I surrender. I surrender. I want to know you more. I want to know. I'll take you from mountain to mountain. First to Mount Moriah, where they laid a sacrifice. They called him laughter, they called him Isaac, but he was freely given. Take you to another mountain where I laid down my best, laid him down on a cross, laid him down willingly. I'll take you to another mountain, a street called Joyce. Some of you, all of you, have laid down your life on an altar. I will multiply, says the Lord. You provoke a divine response with your sacrifice. You provoke a divine response with your sacrifice. Sweet aroma in my nostrils. Sweet aroma in my nostrils. You provoke a divine response with your sacrifice. Consuming fire, 
Flying into flames A passion for your name Spirit of God Fall in this place Lord, have your way Lord, have your way Come like the rushing wind Clothe us with power from on high Now set the captives free Leave us abandoned to your praise. Lord, let your glory fall. Lord, let your glory fall. Consuming fire, fan into flame. A fall in this flame. Lord, have your way. Lord, have your way. With Nothing natural about you, oh God. Nothing natural about you. Even when you walked in flesh. Supernatural God. Who turns water into wine. 
consumes living sacrifice, makes all things new. You make all things new, oh God. You take what is offered, you multiply it, be it oil or fish, be it lives laid on the altar, supernatural God works miracles, changes lives, ends the old order, begins new creation, who loves making all things new, sends us out to make all things new. You're making all things new right now, inside me, inside us. Changing things, rearranging things, fitting things together, bringing them back into order, oh God. Touching hearts, changing lives. giving us boldness, giving us courage to step out of the past, oh God. Giving us boldness, giving us courage to step out of the past, oh God. Unafraid of the future. Because you know how to take care of that which is given to you. Give my life to you. You know how to take care of that which is given to you. Good steward, good master. This church is yours. Come back and check. One will turn to two, two will turn to four, five will turn to ten. Nothing hidden, nothing buried. Unafraid, oh God, of you, unafraid of you. See the lives, see the altars, oh God. See the lives here today, see the altars alight. Father, our lives we offer as highest praises. It's not even our words. In Hebrews it says that our lives shall show forth praise. So even though we sing these words, we want to notice the aroma that comes from this room, O oh God. I know it's pleasing to you. You're a father. You're a father. I can never forget that. Before you're God, you're a father. Or alongside you being God, you're a father. This thrills you. So see the altars that are lit. See the lives upon it that refuse to move. We serve at the pleasure of the King of Kings. Nothing else we desire. This satisfies hunger and thirst. 
this takes care of desperation. For this reason, we were born that we may give witness to the truth. So listen as we sing, but listen to our lives.
Father, it's odd if I asked you the question, are you here? You would respond, I cannot leave. I cannot leave. So if you cannot leave, then bless us, oh God, bless us. Because we will not let you go unless you bless us. If you cannot leave because of what we have done, we will hold on to you and say, I will not let you go till you bless us. So bless us, oh God. Bless us. Change our name. Change our name, oh God. Change our authority. Change our character. Change our influence. Change our name. Change our name. You're a supernatural father. You are supernatural. Change our name, oh God. Change my name, oh God. You call me by another name. You change my name and everything about me changes. If you cannot leave because of what we have done, then we hold on to you and we say, I cannot leave you unless you bless me. that you're starting to make all things new with us, Father. <laughs> you're making all things new. Oh, Jesus. There's something else. There's something from your spirit if I take the wings of a dove and escape to the dawn you find me there if I hide in the deepest darkness the darkness turns into light because you are there surely your thoughts towards me are wonderful they're as countless as the sands of the sea your 
hedge me from above and below and around. Surround me with your loving kindness. You fill our years with good days so that our youth is renewed like the eagle. What is mortal man that I would fear him? For I shall say, the Lord is my helper. Whom shall I fear? life loses it. He who loses his life gets it back. Can you put up the last verse of So Will I? the last verse. And as you speak Across this room, across this room, across this room. If you add up the years we've lived, hundreds of years, across this room this happens, eh? We get a new name today. Because are you here? His response is not, I'm here. His response is, I cannot leave. And as you speak, a hundred billion failures disappear across this room where you lost your life so I could find it here if you left the grave behind you so will I I can see your heart in everything you've done every part design in a work of art called you if you gladly chose surrender so will I one more time and as you speak and as you speak a hundred billion failures disappear where you lost your life so I could find it if you left the grave behind you, so will I. We can see your heart in everything you've done. Every part designed in a work of art called you. If you gladly chose surrender, so will I. Next verse. I can see your heart a billion different ways. Every precious one, a child you died to save. This is so critical to tomorrow. 
If you gave your life to love them, so will I. One more time, I can see your heart. I can see your heart a billion different ways. Every precious one, a child you died to save. If you gave your life to love them, so will I. Father, we bless this boy and his, his amazing playing father. Sometimes he's like David with a harp. Enlist him in your service, Father. Reward him physically, financially, spiritually, relationally, like you did, David. When he plays, we find it easier, Father, to talk to you. When he plays, demons flee. When he plays, we hear heaven and earth resounds. So we bless him. We bless him.
Can we stand up to our feet and we're going to lift our hands and pray for these two wonderful leaders from amongst us. And we're going to pray for Derek and we're going to pray for me. But when we are talking of, about Paris and the breakout, uh, we are talking about a new season that God is actually taking us into. And this new season is also about raising up of another generation of leaders to actually take care of God's household. Okay? Because this Paris is not just about Acts 29 in Vancouver. As I explained to you yesterday that God is extending us from Vancouver into New York, into Vernon, into maybe Seattle, we don't know, into other different, different places. And uh, in a few weeks, uh, already a team of people had gone into Chicago and Jacob is going to Chicago. And so it's going to be extending beyond the borders of Vancouver. And so this requires a lot more of a next generation of leaders that would take over or take up and stand shoulder to shoulder along with Jacob and uh, at this point of time, we want to recognize that there are two other leaders that God is raising up in the local to actually carry a lot more in the days to come. Is that okay? And so would we lift our hands and everyone uh, extending our hands and praying uh, over Derek. And Derek, uh, Derek's wife is here. She can come and stand next to uh, Come, Please come. Please come. Stand together as a family because the church is a family and the leadership is families and individuals that are raising up together to raise up many more families and individuals. And therefore, lift up your voices and everyone. Some of you need to come and lay hands over. Lay hands and stand together. Come on, everyone, whoever is, is feeling um, to come and lay hands over these people. Just come, come, come. Father, we thank you for Derek. Uh, Father, we prophesy over this man and his wife and his child and this family of Father that there is no limitation that is put on them, oh Father. I pray that they will break forth from every cultural limitation. I pray forth from every, oh Lord Jesus, uh, limitation of finances. I pray there be a break forth, Father, from every limitations of, oh, I we have a small little child. How are we going to do it? I pray, Lord God, that every limitations in the mind, that every limitations in the heart, every limitations in the body, every limitations and the finances, every limitations of Father with regards to time, every limitations of Father with regards to mobility of Father, be Lord, be handled by them extremely well. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that burning out will not be a portion in their lives. They will not be burnt out of Father. Many leaders in the world and many church leaders in the world will get burnt out. But those who Father who continue to refresh themselves in Christ every day of their life does not experience burnout because they know oh Father when to rest. Oh Father they know when to move. They know when to sleep. They know when to feed themselves oh Father with God's word. They know exactly when to eat. They know exactly when they have to fast. They know exactly when they have to diet. They know exactly when they have to oh Father exercise. They know exactly oh Father where to go and how to do and which family to actually visit and I pray oh Father and pray in the name of Jesus. Every limitations be broken. Every limitations be broken over me. I pray, Lord God, that health be a portion. 
health be a portion from the Lord Jesus, I pray that over a period of time and over several years of father, exposure of father in the labs that has taken place over this child of yours, be Lord nullified and made zero. The chemical exposures of father and the different of father exposures that she's had with regards to research in the lab are nullified in Jesus name and I pray for health be a portion and I pray Lord God from this moment forth that whenever she lays hands on people of father healing virtue of Jesus will flow signs wonders and miracles this guy of father will teach your word and this woman of father will do signs wonders and miracles this man of father will continue to teach your word and this family of father will continue to preserve the word and this woman of father will do signs, wonders and miracles and many, many, many would come into the kingdom. Many others will come into the kingdom. And so father, we lay our hands and we say, Lord Jesus, Jesus, we know that we are not quickly laying our hands on these people. We have taken our time. We have taken the season to see how their growth is and their progress is. Oh, Father, this appointment of oh, Father and this anointing of oh, Father is not, of oh, Father, the end, but it's just the beginning so that they will progress. Yeah. Oh, Father, we, we, we appoint them as apprentices in this, learners in this. Oh, Father, that they will be one day master craftsmen. Oh, Father, they are apprentices now. Oh, Father, we, we, we bring them as apprentices now. We bring them as humble servants now. We bring them as people who are still learning how to, Lord, do the things on the job and in service and in the community. And we pray, oh, Father, one day we lay hands on them and we say, you are master craftsmen. Where you would be, Lord Jesus, mentoring many teams. Today we induct you as apprentice on the job, in service serve the community and we recognize your service this night in Jesus most precious name we pray amen amen hey before we leave just want to recognize someone who played uh, uh, you can sit and then uh, you can actually leave um, so we meet here tomorrow again at 6.30. I might go late, but what's one late night in July? Then there's another late night coming on July 16th. I hope you plan something. It's a Sunday. Uh, then uh, there's one person that um, has been in my life for years, almost 30, 35 years, and that's that man sitting there in the maroon hoodie. Come up. This is, uh, his, name's, uh, his name's Jacob too. Uh, he's Alex's dad. Uh, and so, uh, he's, he pastors a church in Bahrain, not one of the churches we planted, but when I first became a believer, I went to a church called Church of Philadelphia, uh, he was there, and he now pastors that church, and uh, he's done everything from praying for me to massaging my back, <laughs> and to uh, really uh, taking care of me and blessing me every time I go to Bahrain, so it's a pleasure having you here, Uncle. And Alex, you better measure up. <laughs> Susie too. So, just welcome him. Yeah. Yeah. Bless you. yeah. Most Jacobs turn out to be wonderful people. So, Sammy, 
you'll turn out to be wonderful too. Yeah. His name is Sammy Jacob Reimer. On that uh, brilliant, victorious, fantastic note, let us call it quits. Yeah. Thank you. There's no prison while you can